0: Do you want to bring balance to all the wireless radiation fields in your life, including 5G? The Omnia Radiation Balancer is a small sticker you can stick on any device. It changes the state of the field and creates a new resonance between the wireless radiation and your energy field. On the link below you'll see all our testing results that show how the body responds excellently once you've made this change in your life. And here's a special offer for the Journey to Truth crowd. Just enter the word TRUTH in caps at the checkout for your 10% discount. It's easy to bring balance back to your body with the Omnia Radiation Balancer.
1: Hey guys, welcome back! Tonight we are joined by Zach Voorhees. For those of you who don't know, he came out. Um, when did what, when did you actually come out? What was the date?
2: Or um, August fourteenth, two thousand nineteen. As, as myself.
1: As himself, but he came out as a Google whistleblower as far as um, exposing what they're doing as far as hiding search results. Um, putting words on a blacklist um, that wouldn't even show up if you tried to search them, uh, mostly pertaining uh, holistic health, free energy type of stuff, or anything that had to do with their current election at the time. Um, some pretty groundbreaking stuff. 950 pages of, in, of documents came with that testimony, and uh, it really opened some eyes. I remember um, wanting to get you back on the show way whenever that happened, but it seemed like everybody was snatching you up, and things were just uh, things were pretty hectic for you as far as just in your personal life, the attacks you were receiving, and everything. So um, we're glad to have you on. Thanks for joining us. Uh, a lot of I'm 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 curious to even know what life has been like for you since you've since you've come forward. Uh, I know at first it wasn't very pretty, but have things settled down since then
2: yeah well tyler thank you for having me on the show um yeah it got it got really crazy there for a while especially when i came out and um was about to release all the information to project veritas um and appear on their video um they somehow sensed it and um escalated all the way to the police and the swat and a bomb squad coming to my house
0: yeah i mean talking about that yeah
2: Yeah, and it pretty much got crazier and crazier until I just came out with everything, and that pretty much got the target off of my back. And so since then, um, you know, I've become kind of a public figure, and for whatever reason, uh, Google has decided to just leave me alone and not pursue anything uh, against me. So I'm really fortunate for that. I'm really grateful for that. you know, I think that part of the reason is because I've been pretty good with uh getting the content about and making the focus about Google and what they're doing to each one of you. Like I'm sure, Tyler, and you guys have faced censorship, shadow banning, it's everywhere.
0: Oh, All yeah. the yes. Yeah. yes, we have.
2: And in 2019, it was dual conspiracy theory. And yeah. now it's like, you know, and, and that was part of the attacks against me, is that I was just like some. Deranged conspiracy theorists, but hey, look at what's happened. It's actually worse than what I said it was going to be, right? Like yeah. they went ahead, they did a purge in October 15th of uh 2020. They got rid of uh Trump's, you know, supporters, his videographers. Every single video that had me pretty much got purged from the platform. And it all happened right before the election. And we know how that went. And you know, the disputes that are still boiling over today with the with the election audit. And when we look back, what we see is we see, um, you know, this network of people running things behind the scenes, but clearly running them, uh, colluding, collaborating together to, um, seize control of, uh, not just the United States, but it seems that like they're doing this, like something's happening in India right now with, oh, you yeah. know, all of a sudden it's like a spike in the death rate. And then all of a sudden it just like goes away. And so, you, you know, it's like there's this, this network has exposed themselves big time and big time. Yeah. And they're still up to their dirty tricks. And the censorship is, um, you know, at an all time high and it's just atrocious.
1: Well, they've, they've exposed themselves, but they're not even remotely trying to hide it anymore. It is like blatantly in your face. Like the, I mean, even Google or YouTube is sending out emails to their, content creators and telling you exactly what they're doing. I mean, it's, it's no, it's no secret anymore.
2: Like why don't they just change their name to them (laughs) tube? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: Um, And that's part of the lie that they sold it as YouTube, as if it's your service rather than their service that they're just going to like, they wouldn't take down terrorist content because they said that would set a dangerous precedent and now <laughs> it's gotten to the point
0: oh my that if
2: you talk about vitamin d or vitamin c and how that can be used to reduce the inflammation and do a better prognosis for covid19 like they're going to ban your videos for talking about vitamins
0: oh yeah yeah
1: we've had, and, we've had a video removed from medical misinformation just for talking about a natural yeah, cure medical misinformation yeah. which one which one um well it was, uh, it was- Ken ken rolla he was he's an inventor scientist and yeah he deals with a lot of free energy technology and and natural health homeopathic stuff and uh before we could even get the video up it was swiped you know so it's up on other, it's up on rumble if anybody well, wants to check well, it we out. we're talking
0: about the the jab as oh, well oh yeah so that's probably the main reason it got yeah. removed we're exposing. The yeah. And that guy. job
2: is making a bunch of people sick. I'm actually really surprised at how many people go and get, get the vaccine. And then they're like, Oh, I feel like crap.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, okay. I was yep. real quick and we'll get back to what you were telling us, but I was just at a eating dinner the other night and some guy was sitting at the bar. I always go up. I'm a local at this one place. I just like their food. But uh, I, he was like, yeah, I got the second shot today. And apparently the next day is the bad day. So I'm going to get drunk tonight. I figure if I feel, if I'm going to feel like shit tomorrow anyway, I might as well be hung over. And like, that's the mentality. <laughs> that was, that's the mentality of these people. Like they're just assuming like, yeah, this is
2: the way it is. So uh, you got a glimpse in the way that they think, right? Yeah. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. But when I, when I was getting my hair cut last, I was listening to this lady talking to the, the barber um, just like how how crazy of a reaction she had and like how terrible it was and oh my god I thought I was gonna die and it was so and then oh I'm, I'm gonna go back and get my second shot yeah, I was
2: like, <laughs> what? yeah.
0: It was like
1: yeah
0: like, like people are so
1: they're just so far removed yeah from, from just, thinking for themselves yeah.
0: exactly like it's funny how like you can experience something like that and people don't even question maybe the is this really a good thing? You know, like, yeah, well, maybe I should look more. no, it's just like this is what they say, so this is just normal, and mm-hmm. this is a good thing. so That's um, a, it's so crazy.
1: getting back to um the Google stuff, the censorship, um, so are you still affiliated in any way, or do you have connections with with people at Google? um as far as do you know what they're up to now? or are they I mean, they or are you not? Me- I yeah, I mean, is.
2: they pretty much like the, some of the bad people that I outed um, no longer work at the company. Uh, Michelle AI, I can't remember what her last name is, but uh, she was on one of the slides and she was one of those AI ethicists. And then uh, ironically, she broke into the uh, to her company's computers, Google's computers, to try to find evidence that they mistreated one of their AI ethicist who also happened to be one of these like black lives matter critical race theorists like basically absolute racist right and so yeah the media made a big deal of it um she tried to find evidence they, they detected that she was breaking in so they uh they they fired her and uh and i didn't put it together right away when it came out and i saw that and then i i was going through the slides again i was like oh my god this is the lady that said you know, people like us can be programmed, which was like it was like a four step process of how Google could program us. And so, you know, ironically, she was fired for unethical behavior. Uh, it's a, and and a lot of the other people around her seem to be leaving or being fired. I think that, you know, there's a festering sickness uh, that happened within Google. Like I was really all about Google. Like I thought it was the best thing ever. I remember having an argument with my girlfriend at the time and she was like from the Soviet Union so she was like Google's going to be really bad and I was like no it's not they represent everything that's right in the world and she was right and she you know was someone who had fled communism so funny she had a leg up on uh, seeing that Google was going to turn evil but Google yeah. absolutely turned evil They even said, you know, don't be evil as their mission statement. And they also said that their mission statement is to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. And now they're like, we're going to ban you if you talk about vitamins. Like, yeah, unfreaking believable that juxtaposition that's happened. And, uh, you know, I'm looking back the last two years that this is all spilled out, like, it's just like, wow. Wow. But hey, you know what? People are awake now and we're starting to realize that there's a network of people that are controlling the media, they're controlling academia, and now they're trying to do a purge of our, our society. And the question is, can we stop those people from seizing control of the world uh, before they invent uh ai drones that will be police and will like you know slaughter bots right because let's face it we're coming to the end of the age of mankind where mankind was in control of pretty soon it's going to be uh computers driven by a bunch of technocrats that you know compose 0.001% of society
1: mm-hmm. and the
2: question is can we get control back of our society before that network um basically enslaves us in fear using uh like a robot army
1: yes and and actually uh, unfortunately for a lot of people who are pro space force the space force i just read an article is is researching into the real of the practicality of a future cyborg robot army and what it would take to do this i'm like well why is that the direction they're going you know it's it's totally unnecessary Unless there's something- I
2: mean, you don't even need cyborgs. Like, why not just have like a little tiny drone with a poison dart on it? And then you've got like millions of these and then you want to like, you know, depopulate an area. You just let them go like a swarm of robotic mosquitoes with little yeah. vaccine needle faces, right? And they come in there and they, they hit you and boom, that's it, like everyone dies, almost like the plague. And it's like, how do you defend against that? Like everyone right now that's like, oh, second amendment. You know, we got to protect our guns or the tyrant because that's what's stopping tyranny. No, those tyrants in the very near future are going to have swarms of, you know, poison, you know, mosquito bots or slaughter bots with like one shot barrel, you know, how, you know, and they're going to make them for like five, you know, $5 a bot because manufacturing is just so crazy. Like, how do we stop that? Right. Well, right now, it looks like that the danger that poses to this network is the freedom of speech. And so right now, what we have to do is we have to show uh, our friends that are still asleep at the wheel. I don't realize that any of this stuff is going on that, yes, like this, this leftist cult that's in control of globalism is uh, like they're, they're losing control so fast. It's destabilizing for them so much that at this point, they are weaponizing everything. And I think that, that you know, there's a lot of good things that are happening. I like what's happening with crypto. Um, I like what's happening with the, you know, the 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 blossoming of new social media websites that are coming out. You know, BitChoots like got exponential trajectory growth. DuckDuckGo, this all you know, these other alt tech sites, they've got exponential growth. Like DuckDuckGo released their graph of their user and their user base. And it's like it's huge. Like it's clearly up on this like S curve where it's filling the marketplace. And the thing is, is that Google ultimately has to answer to their stockholders. and right now they're alienating so many of their users because of just their obvious bias in everything that they do. And people are like, I don't want to be censored right. Like don't get in between me and the information that I'm trying to find. And so you know this is what's really happening right now is that we're you know humankind is for the first time getting a diversity of services. Uh, you know, it's not just like Google search, which is dominating as number one. It's like also duck, duck It's also like quant that are out there. Bing's a really great search engine right now. And, um, and also with video platforms, they're blossoming out as well. And so when we have the next election, you know, these big tech oligarchs are not going to be able to censor us mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this time we're going to be, you know, protected by the sh- shield of The market, the market and its competitional forces uh, and the decentralization that is happening right now, like everything in the computer space is decentralizing and it's an amazing thing to see. And, um, you know,
1: it's necessary also if we're going to make any progress.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm really big. I'm really bullish on things that are going to decentralize. I can get it out of the hands of this, you know, cabal. I'm I'm a fan of the decentralization that's happening with video. I am a fan of the decentralization of uh of money. Though and even though I am strong and bullish on crypto, I I I hate Bitcoin. And I'm I'm probably one of the only Thank people you. that yeah. will
0: admit Me too. that they hate yeah.
2: Bitcoin. I blame Bitcoin for the reason why I didn't get into crypto in 2012. I said if Bitcoin represents Uh, If Bitcoin represents crypto, then count me out because crypto is a fundamentally broken uh, currency. And, uh, you know, despite all the things that it's promised us, it's never been able to provide the liquidity due to transactions over the internet, right? Like I can't go and buy CBD with it on a website. Like no one offers it. Why? Because it takes 17 kilowatt hours to be able to do a transaction, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: it's insane.
1: Yeah. Per, per, it's perfect time to let people know that Hopewell Farm CBD has a crypto payment option now. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah.
1: So, uh, but don't use Bitcoin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we're affiliated with um, uh, Hope, Hopewell Farm CBD and uh, they have some really great stuff, but they just implemented a uh, crypto payment option. Any coin that's on Coinbase, you can purchase CBD with now.
2: Fascinating. Yeah. Wow. So,
1: it's. Uh, I think I'm hoping that we start seeing more. Wait a minute.
2: What's what's the thing? I want to go look it up because I this is one of the first places I've seen that does crypto. They do Hope, crypto for CBD. That's,
1: yeah. Hopewell. Yeah. Hopewell yeah. Farm, LCC.
0: They offer. I mean, you can pay with normal. Yeah, yeah. Money too, but they offer. Uh,
1: um. Yeah. Payments. Upon checkout, you'll see the. Uh. You'll see the option. I don't. I don't know exactly what the updated. Uh. Website looks like, but. Um. It's definitely an option.
2: I'm but only because this, this is what's what what is it again for our audience that's listening? It's Hopewell Farm uh, lcc Yeah.com. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah, great. That's great that they're offering um crypto. Mm. I I haven't LL. seen that and oh, LLC. And, LL-C sorry. LLC.
1: <laughs> LL-C. Yeah. LL-C. Yeah, and the
2: thing was is that like I was like, I don't believe in crypto until I see CBD people being able to take money for people that want to buy it uh, the, the CBD. And, and the reason why I say that the reason why I hold that as sort of the canary in the coal mine, um, a fortune is because, um, the FDA and the financial, you know, cartels are cracking down on everyone that's trying to sell this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, and the thing is, is that, wait a minute, why do we need to use Stripe? Why do we need to use like, uh, visa, like why is it so hard to get a payment processor? Why are all these out-of-country payment processors like scamming people and stealing their money, which is what they're doing? I was like, can we please get a technology solution to this, where person that wants to buy CBD can use crypto to person B that wants to sell it to them, and then the transaction goes through and they get their product and everything's great. Yeah. Um. So this is. This is great that I've seen this. Um, I, th- I think this is going to be the trend. I think that it's going to be with these proof of stake coins like Polygon and Cardano. Um, I, I do AI analytics on what's being said about these cryptos now. And um, the frequency of what people are saying about Polygon and ADA by the experts is, is quite high. Even though I don't have time to go and look at all of it, I just sort of like data mine the mm-hmm. words that they say. And those, those seem to be at the top. And so, um, you know, we had this crash that just happened, started two days ago. And, yeah. um, and they did some of my, I think, no, I liquidated all positions on that. I'm just going to let the market crap. And when it hits bottom, I'm going to buy back in. Uh, and I'm going to go with those proof of stake coins. And, and those proof of stake coins are so good that um, even Ethereum is moving its blockchain from proof of work to proof of stake, you know, and that's really the future. And, I, and unfortunately, that means that Bitcoin which can't be changed. Um, it's, it's going to burn. I feel it's going to go the way of MySpace. I think that's going to be really painful to the community. Yeah, the way of MySpace. Yeah. This might yeah. be a good, really. this might a good be analogy a, actually.
1: And this might be a good time to let people know that you are not a financial advisor,
2: I'm not a financial <laughs> yeah. advisor. Yeah. yeah I'm people just, will be blaming
1: you for liquidating all their assets. Yeah. Cover your track <laughs> <and all that.
2: laughs> Uh, But anyways, back to to censorship. So we're talking about that and uncensorable tools. You know, Google decided that they were going to uh, censor everyone. And it started in 2016, right after Donald Trump won the election. Um, They're like, we got to combat fake news and uh, just start trending. And then they started like writing these design files of how they were going to change their policy to start filtering all this fake news. And I said to myself, like, what's going on? Like, this is weird. And the thing about the company is that Eric Schmidt, who built the company, built it on this policy of a company that's totally open so anyone can go and see what anyone else is working on. And so when Google started to, like, shift the rudders on the giant ship and start changing momentum, um, they they put all their plans out there because that was the way the policy was. And so a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, did you work in the Citadel or something like that?" And no, no, I did ha- I had no special access to the company. Um I was just a regular full-time software engineer, senior software engineer working on their YouTube product. And I just started getting curious because I love to do research, and so I was just like, "We're censoring fake news." And I just started typing and found out, "Oh yeah, well, not only are we censoring fake news, but we're building an entire system an AI learning system to do that and when I saw the name of that I went okay this is something that these SJWs would name it because it would be wrapped up in these virtue and these really great terms that make you feel good and if you're against it then it just sounds bad right and so the crazy Orwellian name that they used to name their censorship product was called machine learning fairness." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and machine learning fairness is basically critical race theory digitized into an AI classifier. Now, what is a, an AI classifier? An AI classifier is a machine learning algorithm that's been created by a machine learning like framework, kind of similar to like TensorFlow, which is an open source project that Google's given out to the community. Um, and basically what it is is that you give this thing training data so yeah, a bunch of data like audio, video, news articles, whatever, and a bunch of labels that have been already pre-allocated on these, on these, um, these data sets. And so you have a computer and you go, look, this is how we've labeled everything. And now you need to, to do the same thing on new input. And at the end of this training cycle, um, this machine learning fairness generates a classifier and then that classifier is then run on the data that uh, is produced at Google, and then they figure out which data to to boost and which data to like suppress. So, for example, uh, on YouTube, they would uh, they data mine everything that you say by um, a text or speech to text software, and so after they 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 create this text version of what everyone says, a transcript then this transcript is mined and they look for keywords and then those keywords are run on these classifiers and those classifiers say, they say, oh, well, there's like a, a zero to hundred percent chance that something is something. So, um, right wing news, it's got a metric on that. And if it's above 80%, then, they, you know, I'm just making up a number with the 80%, but some threshold, it will say it will classify you. And if you go above some threshold for uh, hate speech, then it'll say, oh, your hate speech or your swearing. So there's like a swearing classifier. There's like a hate speech classifier. There's a right-wing news classifier and they just run it on all your videos. And there's like, and when I was working there, I saw like 30 different classifiers that were running. And it was like this crazy matrix and everything. You click it in and go deeper. And um, this is what they do to all these videos. And so with um, all these classifiers that are running—they they have like knobs that they can turn, and depending on how they want to control the narrative, they can just figure out like which knobs to turn. And um, and then if they want to get very specific, uh, they had these blacklists that they were able to like on. And if your if your video description or your title matched these uh, black wor- these blacklists, then boom, you're off of the uh, front search result pages, and no one can find it. And a lot of people were like, "Wait a minute." Why can I search for person X and only find videos about how person X is a bad person? Right. Well, yeah. this is like an example of the blacklist where the actual person topic um or channel was being shadow banned, and then all of their distractors were then as a result of this vacuum able to be the first results. Yeah. And so yeah.
1: Well, I mean it's yeah. a I know who you're uh, referencing and this video is probably not going to be allowed on YouTube anyway, but that's, that's (laughs) what happened with Donald Trump. I mean, whenever you tried to search him at the time, it was only um, negative. The negative stuff would come, come through in the search.
2: Yeah. And the reason why that happened was because they actually built the news algorithm out of the fight that Trump had with James Comey.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. So what. What system was put in place to remove the word "kofefe"? or was that done manually?
2: Dude, that word. <laughs> so just to catch up some of your listeners who might have not heard this story. Um, Trump got back from Saudi Arabia. He he said, despite the constant negative press covfefe, uh, that turned out to translate into a word from Google's translation engine to say, we will stand up. So it looked like what he was saying is despite the all the fake news We're going to stand up to those people. And so the New York times wrote an article saying that this wasn't a word that article then got ingested by someone at Google, a high up director, and they created a design document.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're
2: like, this isn't a word. And according to the New York times, but we translate it. So obviously we're in error. So we're <laughs> going to assign this to the Derrida team. And the Derrida team, which was a secret censorship team, probably named after Jacques Derrida, the founder of like critical race theory. Yeah. Crazy coincidence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the Derrida team, uh, which is their Google censorship team, uh, like had this like bug report that I copied. And it was like, plotting on how to get rid of this word oh we're gonna we're gonna replace it with an easter egg of like an I- ascii icon of a guy shrugging and then at the end of the, they're just like oh let's just get rid of it um and then they, they they got rid of it but then their ai system was good enough to find a different translation that would still um you know do the translation so they had to do and this is almost in direct quotes they had to bad the misspelling on the alternative translation which means that they 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 marked it as bad and then that cut off the alternative path. So they actually had to get rid of it twice from their dictionary. And then by the next day, Cafefe uh, no longer translated from Arabic over to English.
0: So okay? it just
1: made Trump look like he was crazy and making up well, words.
0: <laughs> well, he, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. I wonder how many people Googled it right when he s- tweeted that, saw it because it was first on Google, right? you you, would, you would, It would come up.
2: I mean, I don't think before a lot they did. because because he did it late at night.
0: Okay. Do mm-hmm. so you think they got it pretty quick where most people didn't?
2: Yeah. Before would, yeah. they had
0: a chance to Google it. Okay. Because I would and say otherwise fun. that would wake people, you know, the people that would Google it right away and then went back and saw that they had deleted it.
1: I think this it's one like kind of might have slipped under the radar though. I don't know.
0: Cause I know yeah. everyone was trying to figure out what he was saying at for, you know, yeah. it's like, what is he? So how many people just Googled it? Yeah. I don't know. You know?
2: Yeah. Funny. how, and, and within 24 hours that, that, that translation had been wiped from Google's history as if it never existed. And yeah. then they were all yeah. saying that, well, Trump is deranged because he's saying fefe, it doesn't make any sense. And he's obviously mentally incapacitated. So let's invoke the 25th amendment to remove a sitting president from office because due to mental incapacitation. And I'm, (laughs) I'm sitting there looking at this. I'm just like, Holy mother of God, is everything a freaking psyop in our society? And as I just started getting, and then, and then like the, the October massacre happened in Las Vegas in 2017, October 1st. Right. And that was pretty much at the worst experience because I was like waking up and I started to realize that everything's kind of manufactured in the narrative and then, um, and then, you know, here's a guy that opened fire on a bunch of people at a country music concert from a casino, which has like eight thousand cameras, and they yeah. all they all malfunctioned. Yeah, I'm like, what a quit Really? Yeah,
0: yeah. And they'll,
2: and he they'll like, me to just let it slide.
0: Tons of uh, ammo and gear with it. Yeah, like he got all of that through that casino.
1: If it uh, was only one person and then you yeah. had, and then on and then you had the crisis actors and the whole
0: false flag well there were multiple shooters it wasn't even just him like yeah. there were reports of multiple shooters
1: hey didn't they say that in kennedy assassination too? yeah
0: exactly and then
2: a bunch well and a bunch of documentary people started like or like media people started recording really high quality uh interviews of like certain people that were like yeah there are multiple shooters and then like it was like boom like that person died and then another like another person like killed his daughter and then himself and then left a suicide note. Yeah. And then I'm just like
0: of course. Yeah.
2: What a what a what a crazy coincidence that all these people talking about multiple shooters keep on dying and then like I start reading yeah. the articles and then the articles are like a bunch of conspiracy theorists are coming here thinking that there's a conspiracy there's no conspiracy. There's nothing yeah, out of the Conspiracies
0: don't exist it's, ever. And I was like, this yeah. is the
2: third survivor that's talked to the media that just died under crazy circumstances. And so I was sitting there, I'm just like, I'm obviously got schizophrenia. I'm going crazy. There's no way that this could happen. What has what the whole world gone insane? No, it's it's gotta be me that's going crazy. But <laughs> yeah. then everyone else was like, was like also pointing out the weird shit that started happening. And then, um, then like uh, this, that's when I got turned on to 4chan and started seeing like this alternative theory about how this was an assassination attempt. And then there was like some crazy video about it. And, um, and there was like, it turned out that the top of the MGM was actually not the MGM. It was like the four seasons hotel and that this four seasons hotel was owned by the Saudi Royal family who happened to be there that night. And, uh, and I'm just like, Oh, wow. This was like a whole assassination. And, this assassination attempt went wrong. ISIS, I don't know if you remember this, but ISIS actually claimed responsibility for this attack. And then everyone in the media was like, Oh no, that's actually like, you know, they're,
0: they're faking it. I do remember that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so that was like when I was like, okay, they're the, the, the the media is clearly all in collusion. Like if they're acting like this and someone, and they're going to take over society unless someone comes and, um, and, uh, you know, outs them. And I didn't want to live in a world where, uh, that sort of network was able to have dictatorial power, uh, as a technocracy. And so I wanted yeah. that, that was in 2017. I started plotting how I was going to let the public know that Google was becoming a really sinister force and was going to, uh, begin, uh, a, a, a cleansing, a political ethnic cleansing that, you know, ended up materializing, uh, you know, a year later.
1: Imagine, and well, thank you for doing that. Obviously, um, there was a yes. huge service you've done, but um, imagine what, so imagine just trying to rewrite history for the last four years and tell people what actually took place just for the past four years, not even going back, you know, into our whole nation's history. Like, it would take a lot of time and a major team of people to really get the facts straight because everything's been so skewed. And and if not just made up, it just shows you, like you said, you had to go on 4chan to find the real information about what took place in Vegas. Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting to me, like, like how far removed some people are, but if they're not, if they haven't been paying attention and it's not necessarily their fault, but um, it's actually scary if you think
2: about it. Yeah it is. And the question I have is if if the news is this fake, how fake is history? That's what I'm and, getting at. Yeah. Yeah. And and, ha- and are the scientists as bought off as the politicians?
1: Yes. Yep. They they absolutely are. Most of those scientists don't even like they won't even get a grant unless their um conclusion Matches what? Yeah, they. they, I don't know. It's it's all screwed up.
2: I mean, you just put the money where the incentives are, and then the group of people reconfigure so that the people that are willing to do whatever to get that money end up coming on top, and that means like, hey, look, if you're an ideologue that um, believes that, uh, you know. certain doomsday scenario which is painted by the media is the thing then you're going to receive funding over and over and over again to push that message
1: that's what i was trying to say like your results have to fit their agenda otherwise you won't get your grant basically Mm -hmm. and they know that and there's real scientists out there doing great work unfortunately everything that they're publishing if it even gets published just gets swept under the rug
0: and this goes with everything with news yeah real people don't want to be real journalists and report real news just get why you can't do that you have to say what they want you to say or you can't say what they don't want you to say
1: well if you want a public voice yeah yeah and
0: then yeah that's why you know you have to go to alternative news and media to get to even have a hope of getting any truth but even that is you know is infiltrated to a degree yeah um and even that you have to like use your discernment and figure out what's real And yeah, it's just, that's the world we live in. It's just every single institution, every single uh, thing out there, especially if anything that's mainstream is all 100% controlled by ultimately this cabal or deep state or whatever you want to name, you want to call it. This group of people that all they care about is themselves control power and anything (laughs) anti-life and yeah the rest of us are just worthless cheap to them that can be used or killed off you know really that's what the depopulation they want to kill off most of us and that's where that is they think there's way too many of us and the rest they want to just enslave as much as possible yeah Yeah. and all their agendas are just trying to ramp up to that essentially so yeah, yeah you're right if we don't stop this like if we don't stand up you know, it's just gonna keep heading that way. Like we yeah. have to take a stand. So
1: I do have I a I do yeah. have a question for you. How yeah. is Google reading our thoughts?
2: What I mean, I mean, they you, you basically leak metadata as you go and you know interact with these computer devices as you go throughout the world, like you make a, a payment, like that's that's you know, they send that metadata about the transaction, who it came from, who it went to, the date, you know, the amount like that's getting sent to, to, uh, you know, a centralized place, Um, you know, the, the way that you use your, your phone, the way you swipe, um, the way that you interact, where you go, when you stop going to social media, like you, you're leaving data out there and, um, and these big giant vacuums are, you know, are, are getting that data. And right now they're using it to figure out like what ads to serve you. Right. And Mm -hmm. to, to figure out like what ads to give you, they have to like reconstruct your social media profile, and um, and that's what like these these companies like Facebook and and Google are doing. And the thing is, is that they're consolidating with these other smaller data silos. Like you know, WhatsApp is a huge data silo. I mean, it's, you can also think of it as users, but you can also think about about it as a silo of data about their users. And Google's merging that with their other big you know data silo, and then they just create this huge ecosystem where they uh, basically monitor you throughout the day with all the different products that you use. So you know, with Facebook, it's uh, Facebook and then their Instagram that they own, right? Yeah. Um, and and WhatsApp. Um, and well, so.
1: What about whenever you like, you're you're talking about something, like it's listening to you. There has to be listening to us because sometimes we're ha- we're having a conversation about needing a new mattress, and then you have an ad for a mattress that pops up, but you never physically searched it. Like, I'm wondering what's taking place there. Like, how does that work?
2: I mean, it's just, they're just listening to what you're saying and then uh, using AI to transcribe it and then yeah. trying to like serve you ads. Like, it's, it's just really simple. And yeah. you know, it's, it's funny that someone did an infrared video of someone holding a uh, iPhone to their face like this. And the infrared camera saw that the, the phone was continually uh, taking a picture of the person every few seconds. And when they put their hand over the camera, um, they essentially got a, uh, the camera noticed that it wasn't able to take a picture. So it started to like retry like over and over and over again, like really fast, like like uh, a few times every second. And then when it released the picture, uh, the, the camera, it finally was able to take a picture and it went back down to its slow cadence. Really? And It's just like no one's ever reported that the iPhone is taking infrared pictures of your face all the time. And you know, pretty soon we're going to have cameras everywhere, and we're really constructing this panopticon, this all-seeing eye that can see everything that we do. And um, and people are really upset about that and concerned. And um, the way that I see it is that it's a double-edged sword. On one hand, it's really bad for us, but that's the way that it is going to be. But at the same time, that's bad for us. It's also bad for the criminals. OK, and I'm talking about the criminals high up, like when they do something, what happens is that now we can amplify it on these social media sites. And so space, because they need to hide in the shadows for them to uh, they hide in the shadows and they hide in complexity. Those are the two places where criminals reside. Right. And so if you have more transparency to everything, then it takes away their hiding spaces. And mm-hmm. that is the one silver lighting about the surveillance state is that we can turn the cameras on the elite as well. And they're finding it very hard to be able to hide from everything anymore. And I think that they're they're losing their spaces to hide.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's well true. Said. I mean, the the machine is going to consume itself. That's that's what's going to happen. It has to eventually. You can only be so greedy and so powerful before it consumes you. Yep. I, and I, technology
2: I, is consuming everything: the mm-hmm. way we vote, the way we read, the way we date, the way we like interact. The way that we order food, like um, it's—it was just a while before it like disrupted the core institutions of our uh, society, like money, and then soon voting.
1: Yeah, well, (laughs) voting—that whole thing. I mean, this audit that's taking place right now. I really wonder what's gonna, what are the results gonna be? Like, we know they found—they have already come out and said we have the data we need, right? Yeah. But are we going to get like a public victory? Are we going to see something happen on the public stage to where they're going to do something about this? Or do you think it's just kind of part of the, sh- the clown show?
2: I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I know it does. Right. Like how, how well do the oligarchs um, have control? And the question is, do they have control over this Arizona audit? And are there oligarchs actually leading the Arizona audit? Like, I can't answer the question of who's actually really controlling both the left and the right. And is it a legitimate fight? Because if this was a legitimate fight, I would have expected that the DOJ and the federal government would have already acted. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're letting this go out, like Liz Harris, who's the main rebroadcaster of all the info that's coming out, she's doing it from YouTube. And my question is, why hasn't YouTube gone out of their way to just like say, hey, get off, you know, kick her off? And then make her toxic and begin the process of the uh, depersoning that big tech likes to do. And so um, there's some contradicting signals, and I don't know what's going on. And uh, but I, I I remain, even though I'm a bit skeptic, I remain hopeful that the Arizona audit will 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 show people that conclusively that some bad stuff came down, at least to the right. I know that the left is so tribal. You know, I'm the right to that. They're not going to listen to facts and reason at this point. It's it's all about the network and the tribe that they subscribe to. So but the thing is, is that there's not a lot of swing states that we need to change and secure and lock down their loading their voting in order for us to have an election victory in the next um, you know election cycle. And 2024 in the next three years is going to be extremely critical. For us to be able to win and the thing is is that we don't need to win all 50 states we need to like win uh you know arizona w- wisconsin pennsylvania georgia nevada like those are those are toss-ups that uh we can get if we lock down the, the 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 voting and make it secure and get the voter id because the thing is is that everyone's waking up like how is it possible that the media is saying that we need vaccine passports but voter ID is racist exactly like, it, it's just such an astounding juxtaposition to have you know to say a but not b when a and b are the exact same but you know it's, it's just getting so obvious that i think that you know a lot of people have woken up everything that was a conspiracy theory feels like it's like half of them are now like conspiracy facts and so people are like you know Lord, there's like this era of people being more open minded we're like Hey, you know now aliens exist, and you know maybe this is the age of Aquarius, you know, in the fourth turning. So I feel that everyone knows that there's something big coming down, and that we're we're heading towards a lot of disruption, and these cycles of disruption are getting faster and faster and faster.
1: Yes, I agree. And to go back to what you said about the the um, audit, really quick, two things. If you're skeptical, one, why were the Democrats against the audit if they had nothing to hide? Yeah. I mean, that's that's huge. Right. And then two, Dominion wouldn't hand over the passwords needed for the audit. I just think those two things, like if this was a legitimate thing and everybody was on board with it, there would be no discrepancies and everybody would be working together. So
2: I I want to add, though, that the Democrats there had the ability to stop the uh, process with a million dollar bond and they couldn't come up with a million dollars. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, is, so something they weird. Come is up with
1: on, right? they can't come up with a million likes on a on a freaking YouTube video. So
2: yeah, well, they got the power of the central bank. So it's like, how can they not buy in with a million dollars? Like, if I was a deep state, I was like, oh, it's only a million dollars to stop the Arizona recount. Yeah, sure. There you go. We'll we'll we'll, we'll funnel it in through George Soros's BLM. Yeah. You know, financial trickery. We know that the media will cover for us, so that we'll never be held to account. And so. They, they said a oh, million dollars to stop the, the Arizona thing too high of a price. And they let it go. And so that's, that's, that's the only that's signal that I see that's telling. And I'm like, huh, why did that happen?
0: That's unexpected. Maybe maybe they're somehow checkmated into allowing this to happen. Maybe, maybe this is a good sign. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're, it, the, the show is just playing out now where, you know, but they, they're basically done, but they have to, kind of play out yeah this show
1: i, so, I i'm i'm up no, for that
0: I, i'm open to any i mean i hope like I, i'm with you i'm i'm, I'm hopeful and but I, we'll see what happens and I, I
1: i do think you're right as far as like something something which something's changing something big is coming like yeah things look like they're getting really bad on the surface but in a way um isn't that what we kind of want? Because things are all all getting exposed. It's better than going back to the norm, which was the illusion anyway, and It's right? waking
0: people up, and it's, yeah, people yeah. get complacent when things aren't yeah, you know, smooth and you know, people need to know what's been going on, how bad it really has been, and who these people are, and everything, you know. And, and this is it's getting it's getting crazy, but it's what better way to wake people up. You know, yep, then to be literally them experience what's going on right now and, and them to be mm-hmm. living through it.
2: I mean, how do you go to someone though and say, hey, everything that you believed was true is now obsolete? And there's like a new way that we're all waking up to. And, you know, it's that involves that like free energy is possible. And hey, the elites are actually way more corrupt than you thought. And, you know, the reason why we don't have free energy is because they want to keep their oil cartels that been hoarding the it for world decades with the petrodollar.
1: Well, yeah. you don't, you don't go up to somebody and tell them that you present the information on your platform, whatever you're doing, you do the work and put it out there. And the people who are ready to receive that information will find it. And the ones that aren't, aren't, aren't going to, they're not even going to know it's there. Right. Yeah. Um. At, at this point, it, that's where, if, if you're ready for the information, somehow the universe will guide you to it. I think, Um. I don't know. Speaking of hacking, what are your thoughts on this pipeline hack and I, because well for one i was reading a new york times article that came out today and they went out of their way to, to say that the pipeline hack has nothing to do with what's going on in israel like like they're just like okay. like why, why would you go out of your way to, to say that nobody it's asked like they just you exposed yeah. nobody own, asked me yeah. that question and they the whole it definitely has nothing to do with israel guys i shared this article on uh, telegram and facebook and um even twitter i think but it really ex- it exposes the entire deep state agenda all beautifully in one article they just like show their hand and and they're trying to you're trying to say that this is all part of an energy crisis and climate change But on this couple with climate change and well you know it's just it's
2: I mean, I, here's my thoughts. I think that it's a multi-barb thing. Um, it's, uh, first of all, um, the government makes this as bad as they can make it. Uh, they've just, there was something where they said they're going to make it illegal for people to pay ransom for um, like something like this to happen again. So imagine if you're a company and someone says, hey, we want Bitcoin or you're Pipeline doesn't go back up, and you know that if you do, pay, if you pay that out, then the government's going to find you money because you paid out a ransom. But at the end of the day, you just want to pay a ransom because people need, you know, heating oil and energy, right, and gasoline to run their cars. And so, I think that it's 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 one of these things that the elites are using to destabilize the United States. They want these shocks to happen to our uh, our supply infrastructure. I think that they're making money off these shocks I think that they're placing bets and oftentimes when you see these things and you see really big shifts um, happen uh, there's someone there's some network out there that's absorbing a lot of the value like for example with Texas in the winter the they had a price disruption and then it turned out that certain you know suppliers were selling at like a thousand per- percent or ten thousand percent off normal value. Uh, for their product and it's just like hey when we try to figure out something that's going wrong why don't we investigate the people that are making all the money off of that thing going wrong right <laughs> yeah, and the
1: obvious place to start yeah
2: right and so um all the money yeah always follow the money like that's like the, that's like the number one thing of investigative journalism is follow the money and, and we don't we don't have that anymore we just like they give us like uh wrong reasons for everything so i think that it's it's essentially at this point a way to disrupt the oil pipelines it, it kind of goes along with the global warming thing which is like hey fossil fuels are unreliable we there's they're susceptible to supply strikes um and i think that that's kind of like what we saw here um yeah and that's essentially what's going on and you know it's it's the same thing like why do we have like these DLM and Antifa attacks it's like destabilize society and make it suck Mm -hmm. and the reason why we need that is that we don't really want to overthrow our society you know we're like hey let's overthrow our society so I'm like no I love my society like it's great like it's composed of like my friends and my family and their (laughs) finances like why would we want to overthrow that thing and overturn it and so then the elites are like okay we're gonna make it really bad and once it gets really really bad and you hate everything and you're all divided then you're all gonna be like together like hey overthrowing society is the solution to my really shitty education and all the debt that i have and um and how everything's unaffordable and how i can't get health care and why i've got this like cavity that i can't take care of and all the other things right like if you make life utterly unbearable for a large percentage of the population especially those that are poor uh and then you give them hands out so that they get the 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 carrot and stick for Mm -hmm. um you know being a socialist then Uh, you get enough momentum to be able to actually overthrow the entire culture. And you made money all the way up until that point, right? Like if you're the health cartel, you're going to make life really suck by making healthcare really expensive. And so at the same time that you're, that you're causing the gradual overthrow of society, you're also making money hand over fist. And that's what we see with all these corporations. Now they're, they're making money, out of all of these things, like with their monopolies, right, and yeah. and even Trump was susceptible to this. Like he nationalized the treasury. It was kind of a story that that the media didn't talk about. But he nationalized. They didn't
0: touch it. They didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, they yeah. didn't
2: want to talk about they it. Didn't. And then, but then he like gave the- it to BlackRock, right? Who was like connected with Jared Kushner, and it's just like, yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm just going on a, on a rant right now, but Please like, do yeah, yeah. What do you do? Right, like you just got to call it out, and that's the reason why. You know it's really important, and I think it's it's a perfect segue to talk about a new project that I've got coming up. It's going to launch with my book, and the story is this: uh, you know, four years ago, I was in San Francisco working on the YouTube app uh, that allowed people to connect with their content creators, uh, such as you guys, and uh, and then everything went to hell. Google was doing this 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 whole political purge, and. At the end of my disclosure, I ended up in the exact same place in San Francisco, creating a video app that allows people to connect to their content creators. And this time, they don't have to go through a middle guy, right? There's Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. gatekeeper in the way. And this app is going to launch with my book, which is going to come out in August. The title of the book is called Google Leaks. And uh, we're going to have the solution to censorship. And uh, unlike all these other people that are like, oh, I've got this like you know site, whatever, and just totally lame. Like this site is awesome. It's already launched. I can't tell you the name of it because it's secret. Maybe after I get through with this thing, I'll tell you. I'll tell you backstage. But um, it solves the censorship problem. It's going to be the Drudge Report of video, and it is so awesome. And it's going to be the future. And uh, once everyone sees this, they're going to be like, why did it take so long for this to happen? So that's coming out really, really soon. Look for it in the launch of August. And uh, and I believe that this is going to serve an example of how to defeat this, the censorship, which is essentially through aggregation. If you aggregate all, this, all the content creators, which there's not a lot, there's only around 250 of you guys out there, like get them under one public square, broadcast their stuff. It's really as simple as that. You don't need like a fancy gamification of everything. It's just everyone wants to be able to see what the people are saying about everything. And you just got to make that interaction as frictionless as possible. And that's what I've done.
0: So nice. that sounds amazing. That's amazing. I can't wait for that.
1: One thing you just said that, that caught my attention. You said there's only, where where does the number of only 250 content creators come from? Is that did you did just throw that out there? Or is that I've, something?
2: I've got my finger on the pulse. So I'm that's looking not, at everything. That's,
1: that's like nothing. Like, I would have imagined it would have been a lot more. Um,
2: right. It's a ninety twenty or the ninety ten rule, 80-20, 90-10. 80, like, mm-hmm. most of the content comes out of the minority of the users. And so, if you put a threshold mm-hmm. at a certain amount, like, they have to have this many subscribers and they have to have, like, um, certain ways that they do thumbnails, then it pretty much, like, eliminates, like, all the people that aren't really that serious about it. Sure. And mm-hmm. you get the people that are, like, posting content, like, once a week to every day. Mm-hmm. And those people that are doing that high quality content, there's only like 250 of them. Probably more with the with the lesser people. But the way that I've done it is that you don't get on the curated list until I add you on there. Um and when I launch the service, uh, we're gonna have like a discourse or some sort of forum so that people can go on and like upvote like the newcomers, like, oh, this person's like really good, and then like get it and then amplify them because Really, it's not about like amplifying any particular person. I just want to get all the truthsayers together, you know, on a, on a same app so that we have the whole marketplace of ideas that we can sample from right now so we can understand what the hell is happening with this world today, right? Because yeah, it's yeah. a mystery. Okay. Yeah. But if we get everyone together, we're going to have a lot more sense.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. well, that's beautiful, man. That's, it's that's much amazing. it's much needed. And I know there are people out there attempting the same thing, but um it's not it it's it's glitchy, it's tough. Um the app uh, I know in particular, one group that tried to uh, do it. Foxhole. Foxhole, yeah. Foxhole, they they did something similar. And when they as soon as they got to like seventeen thousand downloads, uh, Apple removed them from the app store. And they, you know, yep, what do you do? You know, so we need as many places like and something like this sounds amazing yeah um yeah that and you also um you you have a new website as well
2: uh yeah so i i've got zach if anyone out there listening wants to see everything that i've disclosed to the general public i've put it all up on my website at Zachvorhees.com. check it out um my God, it's 950 pages. There's, you know, it's Google in their own words, right? Like you can listen to me talk about like how evil they are, but just go to my website and check it out. ZachBorhees.com. It's got all of their evil Diabolical plans out there. You can see it for yourself. And then, you know, you're going to join all the thousands of tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of people have seen my site by now. Um, You're gonna be able to understand why something like this can never happen again. We can never let a totalitarian tech company uh, create a monopoly on public opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or let a a group of criminals hijack a pipeline for ransom. (laughs) That's, (laughs) that's that's just hilarious to me that that's the actual story. Um, Yeah. That's just your typical Hollywood movie story. I mean, they didn't even try.
0: Well, well, unfortunately it shows how like, they know they can just come up with any almost any story like that. And most people will just be like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's
1: what happened. Yeah. Oh, those damn criminals. Yeah.
0: You know, not even question it.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: They said that's what happened. So Mm -hmm. that's what happened. Uh, What what do you think more and more people are waking up, you know, all the time and not and questioning the media, not trusting. it. So that's, that's a good part. And then because of people like you, you know, are like not trusting things like Google and you know, these, these
1: uh we're we programmed companies. to say Google it, not search it, not look it up. Yeah, that's like Google it. That's a, they're they're giving all the colleges and even elementary schools now Chromebooks like Google Chrome. It's not it's not this, it's not any other company brand, it's it's Google. And it's they they are monopolizing the entire planet or they're attempting to. So um it starts with us.
2: We
0: gotta diversify our computer services.
1: Yeah, yeah, and not to mention like this...
0: decentralized. Yes, decentralized exactly.
1: And if you and if you really want to break it down and look at like even Apple and Google, like all of their symbols, their icons are all occultic, very yeah. um, mm-hmm. Freemasonry, uh, Satanist. You know, everything's yeah. everything uh, has a do- dual meaning, double meaning yep. behind it all. Um, yep,
0: yeah. They love to put their symbols out there. That's that's what they do. Yeah. Um,
1: so I guess, um, we'll go ahead and start wrapping this up. We've been going for about an hour now, I
0: think. So, yeah. uh, thanks for
1: coming on, man. This was great. Uh, yeah. I, I think
0: Thank you so much. I can't wait to get your book when it comes out. Yeah. Too. Yeah. that's. Yeah. I'm yeah. Looking
1: forward to that. Um, guys, make sure you go check out his website. Um, if you have not went down the rabbit hole of all this Google of these Google weeks, I recommend doing it. Um just skimming through those documents. It takes a while, but I did do that a while back when it came out and uh, it's just like, it blows your mind.
2: It's nuts. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it
1: actually blows your mind. It's like, well, well, it almost leaves you hopeless, but that's not the case.
2: Look, look at the blacklists.
1: Yeah. Those that's are, what I those did.
0: a special thing. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: That's what I did. Yeah. I was going through the blacklist. So I was like, Holy shit. Like everything that we should, everything know about, you yeah.
0: need to know about is on the blacklist. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. Yeah. Um, yep.
1: Yeah, guys, um, the Hopewell Farm CBD, uh, does have a promo code, um, journey to truth 10 gets you 10% off any of the CBD products on their website, uh, Omnia Radiation balancer, a uh, device a patch you put on any radiating device. It harmonizes the frequency, turns it into something actually beneficial for your body. Um, that is available on the link below with 10% off with promo code truth in all caps. And then the Teespring merch, as you guys know, uh, 15% off with promo code Joe. And we will leave it at that. Um, have a great night, guys. Thanks for coming on during this, Zach. It's been a lot of fun, yeah. man.
2: Thank you, man. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Yeah,
1: of, of course. Absolutely. All right, guys. Have a great night, and we will see you next time.
2: Bye.